Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot. Happy New Year, Pivoters. Oh my God, 2023. Holy cow, I can't believe that we made it. I can't believe it's 2023. That's insane. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, just driving. Yeah, but welcome. Bizarre. So so glad that you chose to come back to Pivot in the new year. Yeah. We got some fun stuff for you. We have the one with the blackout. Yes, probably one of my favorite episodes. Not, yeah, probably one of my favorite, more favorite episodes. I think it's very, it's it's very iconic. Yeah. You remember this episode. So many good moments. Yes. So. So, T, with your, now your box set coming in. Yes. Which we're going to talk about again, because it's just a joyous occasion. You looked into some of the background stuff, and one of the things that they did was called Blackout Tuesday. Yes. And very interesting strategy that NBC did. Mm. Which I had no idea until I just realized this week. Oh, I had no idea until you brought this to my attention either. So, Basically, what Blackout Tuesday was is during this time, they had a very like New York centric set of shows that were all on at the same time. And that was Mad About You, Friends, Seinfeld, and the Dabney Coleman star Mad Men of the People. No idea. Never heard of it. No. It existed. But either way, the other ones are classics, right? Thursday night core sitcom shows. Yes. So... I kind of equated this to what they now call crossover events where mm-hmm. you have like all the Chicago's like Chicago PD, Chicago med, Chicago fire, whatever. Who has time to watch all of that? Chicago diving. I don't know. What else do they have? Then again, I watch housewives and people are probably like, how the hell do you make time for that? So this is true. Everybody, you pick your battles. Everybody has their thing. Yeah. So with this one, instead of doing kind of like a crossover, what they did instead, it was like kind of this essential event. That all took place in New York. So it was the blackout and how it affected every single show. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, um, we see it happen with it just happens. And so they're kind of experiencing this blackout. But in Mad About You, it's the episode called Pandora's Box, where Jamie, played by Helen Hunt, causes the citywide blackout in New York City by meddling with the cable hookups at her building's rooftop. And then, okay, so the effects of the blackout are also seen in the episode of Mad Men of the People. So I've never watched it because I've never heard of that show. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know much about it. Um, but they all kind of were on the same evening. So they all happened at the same time. So it was just kind of to get more eyes on all of these shows and to really like bump up the ratings. Except for Seinfeld. Seinfeld mm-hmm. was the only core four show that did not participate in the crossover event Ooh, i don't know why maybe jerry seinfeld was like absolutely not (laughs) that's a great seinfeld impression (laughs) don't ask me to do it again i definitely couldn't but yeah i mean super interesting it's they came up with one event to happen across all different shows because they're all in new york and that was was super creative i like that but they never did it again they didn't but i wonder if that was kind of a unicorn thing yeah. happening at the time because now and you really couldn't do it now with streaming and oh know. no it'd be a nightmare oh. could you imagine <laughs> we're all gonna watch it it's only coming on the same time download no. your apple and then your hulu and don't forget disney we're all gonna do the same event absolutely not <laughs> yikes 
So this episode, our writers are Jeff Astroff and Mike Sikowitz. Sikowitz. I love that name. I just like saying Sikowitz. <laughs> Me too. And then director James Burroughs. BFF. Is, he's back, everybody. He's back. Original air date, November 3rd, 1994. Yeah. Which was supposed, which was the date of the blackout. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there you go. They, they thought that one through. Well, there you go. Blackout Tuesday, everybody. We will be back to talk about episode seven, the one with the blackout, after a quick word from our sponsors, Stitch Sisters. Handmade goods are becoming more and more rare these days. You can support our newest sponsor, the Stitch Sisters, and keep handmade artisans thriving. The Stitch Sisters crochet handmade goods, anything from beanies and headbands to Christmas ornaments. Check them out at Etsy at the Stitch Sisters store or find them on Instagram at Stitch Sister Store. And we're back. Welcome. We're going to get into the episode recap, recap of 2023. First recap of 2023. So, Nat, episode opens. The group is in the coffee shop. We're back to opening in the coffee shop from a little break last episode. Phoebe is about to play a song, and then as soon as she strums the guitar... Cut to blackout for the entire city. Blackout. Blackout Tuesday begins. I like that we, this is the first time we see Phoebe on the stage with her guitar. Yeah. So this is where her, her story starts. They're like Central Park has entertainers. Yeah. So that's fine. I mean, it doesn't like, we don't get deep into like Phoebe's entertaining yet, but. It's, it's the first, it's the first view though of, of Phoebe being musical Mm -hmm. and playing the guitar. Yeah. Super fun. Love to see it. So. We go to Chandler. Let's start with Chandler because it's mm-hmm. really Chandler and the rest of the group. It could be considered a bottle episode, which is where they're all in one episode or one sound or background, right? Like at the apartment, yep. one place. Um, Chandler's the only odd man out. So Chandler is stuck in an ATM vestibule with Victoria's Secret model Jill Goodacre. Jill Goodacre. <laughs> <laughs> And I love it because we get an inside track into his thoughts, his insecurities, as he tries to converse with a very beautiful woman in Jill Goodacre. Yes. And it's funny because I don't, has there been internal monologue? I think this is first internal monologue. I I like that a lot. And, And Jill Goodacre was not familiar with her. So looked her up a little bit. Mm -hmm. She actually was a Victoria's Secret model. Yes. And was for most of the 80s into the early 90s. And she's actually an actress now. Mm-hmm. She is also married to Harry Connick Jr. Who knew? I had no clue. And I'm like, oh, that's a handsome couple. And they actually got married that year that this was airing, 1994, a couple so, months before. And what's kind of funny, T, you and I were talking about this, is Harry Connick Jr. is a huge part of Will and Grace, mm-hmm. which I kind of... Will and Grace and Friends are go side by side for me. Like I watch them both at the same time. So I just think, oh, wow, there's like parallels here. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. And funny story on how they met. They were at the same hotel. Harry Connick Jr. was swimming and he saw Jill walk by as she was about to check out and he just fell in love. He jokes that he almost drowned from seeing her walk by. That's actually a really cute story. I know. They have three daughters. It's sad, though. She was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2012 mm. after a routine mammogram and sonogram. Get your boobies checked, ladies. Get them squished. Get them checked. Yes. But they've been together, and they're still together. One of the rare Hollywood couples that are still going strong. Yeah. I love I, I love that. They, they really seem to be very much in love, and yeah, it's really cute to see. Yeah. 
Another point you talked about how we'd get internal monologue. I loved Chandler's rhythm, right? Of he's like, who is that model model? Something good acre. And she's like, Hey mom, it's Jill. He's like, she's right. It's Jill. It's Jill. Just the pacing is so good yes. with his inner inner monologue. Yeah. He talks to himself as he would talk to his friends. And yes, I like that. Yeah. Love to hear what Chandler's thinking. So he makes the call back to the group at the apartment and tries to tell them the situation through mumbling, mumble mm-hmm. talk. Monica answers the phone first, but has no idea what he's, she's, he's saying. He's like, put Joey on the phone. And Joey, of course, gets it. Yes. In a heartbeat. That's why they're besties. That's why they're roommates. Yep. They're meant to be together forever, Joey and Chandler, because they get each other. Joey obviously asks him the pervy question. Yes. Yeah, like I never thought about that. <laughs> what do you think he asked him? I saw, I was doing some research and I saw something about wondering what kind of underwear she wears. Like some somebody translated Joey's into like asking what kind of underwear and Chandler's like, yeah, like I never thought about that. And I don't know. I don't, it's you, probably another perv. Right. You, you really could make that mumbling into anything yeah. that you, you cannot that you tell me you translated that Brando. No. Absolutely not. So Jill is obviously a very nice woman. She offers Chandler gum. He takes it because gum would be perfection. Oh my God, that line is so embarrassing. Anytime I say perfection now, though, I think of Chandler. Yes. Like perfection. Absolutely. Have you ever had a situation where like it's with a date or somebody that you like and you just said the thing that you're just like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I just said that. A hundred percent. I say that a lot in work meetings. It happens all the time. Or like if I'm presenting at work and I'll just say something, and I'm just like, oh my God, cringe. What am I talking about? Like you hear yourself, you kind of have an outer body experience. You flow and be like, what are you saying? Shut up. Stop talking. Like, no, no, <laughs> just please, please stop. Yeah. Turn around. That's my worst nightmare is saying something really stupid at work. Oh yeah. In front of a group of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that just doesn't make sense or like a joke that like you think is funny and is obviously like inappropriate or just not the right vibe. Yeah. You're crickets and then you're like, oh God, I took that too far. Yeah. That, that's that's always my worst, worst nightmare. So we're glad that Chandler's inner monologue didn't get him into too much trouble here. Exactly. So he's, he's speaking of inner monologue, he's talking about the gum and he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna blow a bubble to give myself a boyish impish charm but he ends up choking and then jill saves him with the heimlich remo- uh, maneuver remover remover <laughs> kind of she removes his gum that's true they end up chatting playing a game with the pen on the chain and then when the lights come on at the end of the episode jill gives him a little kiss on the cheek goodbye that's sweet yeah do you know how to do the heimlich I do know how to do a heimlich what do you i don't know how to do it you just like go below the sternum and just whoosh. yeah you kind of have to go like in and in and up in and up Mm -hmm. do you learn that when you have a child yeah you have to learn how to do it with kiddos i'll tell you what that is the one number one thing that terrifies me is is choking oh god yeah oh yeah there's so many little things that can just pop into their mouths watch them like a hawk watch them like a hawk well let's talk about everybody else so everybody else is back at monica and rachel's apartment setting up candles joey brings in a menorah (laughs) because Chandler's last roommate was Jewish and that's all they got. Which is funny. Who asks him like, oh, Ra- oh, it's Ross. He's like, and proceeding tonight is Rabbi Tribbiani. Rabbi Tribbiani. Which you would think that like Monica would have some Jewish candles because she's the Jewish one. Right. Or Ross wouldn't think that that. I mean, maybe Ross still thinks that that's a little weird because Joey's not Jewish. But 
Yeah, that is kind of funny. I like that line. So they have another great friends convo about the craziest place that they've had sex. Yeah, I, I, they do this every episode. I'm noticing in one way or another, it's it's something like sex related that's still like not overtly gross or right. or anything or rated R, and it's some sort of experience or, or sexual history and everybody's kind of involved in it. And mm-hmm. this one, sadly Chandler's not, but well in your twenties, like I feel like that's this, a pretty common conversation of just oh, yeah. like what's, the, and it, it still happens on like bachelorette parties and that shit. Of, like, did you ever do this or like drink? If you did this, like it's just this fun shit to talk about. Yeah. So they, um, Rachel, you do see her innocence here as she ends the convo. Everyone's got these crazy, funny stories. Ross is at freaking Disneyland and Rachel's at the foot of the bed. I have to call bullshit on this. And you think? Here's why. Because no way. Rachel was sleeping around with all kinds of guys in high school. There's no way she was only having sex in beds. That girl had to be having sex in cars. Like there's, there's no way. I disagree. I don't think Rachel was that, that free. Really? I think, I think, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe break our tie listeners. Was Rachel that big of a freak in high school mm-hmm. to where she would have sex any other place? Yeah. Like, can, can we call BS on, on this storyline? I think she's more of a tease. Oh, I, than could, I could see actually that. Actually being like loose. Yes. You know, I could see that. Interesting. Yeah. Let us know. Email us at don't take my wind at gmail.com and don't let us know me. what you think about that. Exactly. So next we get into a conversation with Ross and Rachel about how she is looking for passion in a relationship. She tries to tell Ross tries to tell her how passion is overrated and how eventually you get trust and security after the passion wears off. I don't I kind of disagree with that. I think you you need to like your partner if you're gonna go the distance. Yeah, I agree. I mean it's not necessarily that you have to be like Love at first sight, I don't believe in. I don't think that that really exists. I think you don't? I think there's lust at first sight. See, I think me and my partner had a little bit of a, a love at first sight moment. Oh, Not to be mushy. I want to take it back, but I, I still you don't. Can keep, you can keep it. keep it. <laughs> I would say, I mean, love at first sight is a, like really cliche. But I do think there was some form of like, there's oh, more hello. There. Yeah. I will be seeing you again. <laughs> I will be giving you my number and I expect you to use it. <laughs> I might make you see me again, but we will be seeing each other again. <laughs> but I don't know. I think that I, I, I agree with Ross here. Like, yeah. I think that, but I think it's important to have that passion in the beginning mm-hmm. because then it kind of leads into true intimacy. Right. But if you don't have the passion, then you're not going to get to the true intimacy. Like it's, that's, boring exactly <laughs> it's it's just so boring yeah um so she thanks ross for having this convo and she gives him a little hair tussle oh god and again you see ross's like ego and confidence swagger like literally nothing she, he gets a hair tussle and he like walks off like he literally just got a blow job right <laughs> like what are you talking like dude relax she touched your hair for one second yeah it's very like middle school-esque where yeah. like he's like oh yeah she touched my hair like <laughs> it is God, he moves at a snail's pace joey sees this <laughs> and tells ross never gonna happen and that ross has become the mayor of the friend zone yes it, it's such a good line too because joey's just observing he's like nah, 
never going to happen. Never going to happen. And so he's like, dude, make a move before it's too late. Like, you're already the mayor of Friend Zone. Let's mm-hmm. make a move. Yeah. And he's right. I totally agree with Joey in that oh, context. Yeah. It's like, you got to you gotta shit or get off the pot, dude. Like, yeah. you said grab a spoon. I still see no fucking spoon, like I said before. Mm-hmm. You better go get it. Make a move. So mm-hmm. Ross tries to get Rachel. He does get Rachel on the balcony um, after after talking to Joey and before he can get the words out again, like spit it out, man. Mm-hmm. He's attacked by a cat. Oh, and I just put LOL Ross, like flying about the balcony with the cat <laughs> as they're singing on top of the world by the carpenters. <laughs> that, I love that whole image. I think it's so great. The, the comedy of that whole scene is yeah. awesome. So they decide that they need, Rachel and Phoebe decide they need to go into the apartment building and find the cat's owner. First, they bump into a creepy Mr. Heckles. First time we see Mr. Heckles. Yes. Although we don't get introduced to him as Mr. Heckles yet Mm -mm, this episode, mm -mm. but we do meet him and his creepiness and he's pretty funny. He's just known as Weird Guy. Weird Guy. Which he is weird because he said the cat's name was Bob Buttons. Mm -hmm. You owe me a cat. (laughs) You owe me a cat. I'm just going to show up at our next recording. You owe me a cat. Oh, God. <laughs> do you ever have, do you have creepy, weird neighbors like that? Do you ever have them? Uh, you owe me a cat. Not this house. We have great neighbors at this house, but we have had some weird, some weird neighbors. Oh, my God. I will avoid neighbors like the plague. I, I do not want to speak to any neighbors. <laughs> no. But what if they're cool? The chances of that happening are very low. So they're. Most likely a Mr. Heckles, but what if it's a, well, okay, you're married, so you don't need a Paolo, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Graham will love that. <laughs> so he's like, really? We're not getting to know our neighbors now. No, I will hide inside and like peek out and like make sure no one's coming. I'm like, okay, it's safe. Come on, oh Gary. You're Gladys Kravitz. Yeah. <laughs> so after, after Mr. Huckles or weird guys, we know him right now, mm-hmm. Rachel finally bumps into her Paolo and he doesn't speak much English. He, he is an Italian stallion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is yummy. Buenosera. Buenosera. His little Buenosera is mm. just so nice. I, okay, I think that someone in the Friends universe that's creating the show has to be Italian because we've had, we had Aurora last week. Mm-hmm. Now we got Paolo. Yep. We got some Italians coming along. Yeah, I, I think so. And maybe it's also kind of keeping on that theme with the culture of New York too. Yeah. It's such a heavy Italian culture in New York. I mean, among other cultures, but that that's a really big one up there is the Italian culture. So That's true. I'm not mad at it. I like it. Oh, no, absolutely not. So uh, Rachel is completely smitten with Paolo, brings him back to the apartment, and then he also makes an impression on Phoebe and Monica. <laughs> Phoebe's just like, Okay. <laughs> you betcha. You I lo- betcha. I love how he comes in. Ah, Monopoly. <laughs> As they're playing Monopoly. Yeah, that was funny. Monopoly. That was such a great line. I I really like Paolo. I know eventually he becomes to be quite the jerk, but I, I like Paolo. I think he's fucking hilarious. You can appreciate him for what he is in the beginning. Absolutely. So Paolo is actually played by an actor named Cosimo Fusco. Cosimo Fusco? Cosimo Fusco. Oh. Um, and so he is actually Italian. And at Makes the, sense. At the time. He sounds Italian too. <laughs> oh, yeah. At the time, he actually didn't speak a whole lot of English. So. That makes sense. It's kind of funny. So what they actually told him to do was, we don't want you to speak a whole ton of English and just 
make it up. Let's make this yeah. shit up. So he just is spouting off all kinds of shit in Italian. <laughs> Tutto bene. It, da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, Stella, Luna. Like, yeah. he, he's like, I'm just, I, I just kind of made it up. And it, so that's what's really funny is like, it sounds all beautiful, but it's not really actual sentences. Actually, they are actual sentences. They are actual sentences. Yes, we'll get into that. But I did some research on what he was saying, <gasps> and I th- he probably sure he made it up, but he probably was making up like like actual like, sentences yeah. that he's saying. Ooh, we'll okay, I can't that. wait to hear. Yeah, they're really funny. So Ross obviously is jealous because Ross is Ross, and he Ross is gonna Ross. So he tells Paolo that he and Rachel are a thing, but is totally unsuccessful in getting through. And can I say like, okay, this is where I'm. I'm proud of Ross. He actually is like trying to, he sees an obstacle and he's like, okay, like I, I did tell Joey, like I got to get out of the friend zone. Like I'm, Hey, Rachel and I are a thing. Well, you'll, you'll have the six. No, do the six. Not, not, (laughs) not yet. Not at this time, but yes. So I'm like, okay, Ross is trying. He's fighting. I'm going to give him some credit. It's a very weak try. It is. Yeah. So we end the uh, episode in the apartment. The last candle is going out. The group, once the candle does go out, it's pitch black. The group starts doing their evil laughs in the dark. And as Ross is the last one doing his laugh, thing, the lights come back on and we see Rachel making out with Paolo. And immediately Ross grabs his chest and has heartburn. Mm, so sad. It, that that did make me sad. As yeah. much as you're like, come on, Ross, that is just like, oh, seeing that in front of your face. Yeah. Not fun. That sucks a yeah. lot. Poor Ross. So this episode, like we were saying at the top, it's very iconic. You know Mm -hmm. this episode. Mm -hmm. Most people do if you're a Friends fan. So what would you rate this on the Joey Meatball Subs? So I give this four Meatball Subs. I I really love the episodes where they're all in one place as a group, the bottle episodes. I realize I can't do that every time because that wouldn't be very fun. But when they do get together, I really love how they're all in one place. You got, you meet Mr. Heckles. You've got Chandler with his mumbling. (laughs) And then you've got just Paolo, I think is hilarious. Yes. I just love it all. He's like the new pretty but stupid guy. Yeah. I like that. But yeah. I, so I would give this a four. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I, I think I it, I know what's coming with Paolo. So it's like I want to say three, but right. it's, but I have to take this as just for what it is. And and it's a good episode. It's it's a really good episode. So yeah. I I will give it a four. So I told you that Paolo is actually talking Italian. Yes. So. When he introduces himself, mm-hmm. himself, he says. says, he says, hi guys, I just moved in and I live in the floor below. So this, this below this. So I'll guess we'll see quite a lot of each other. So kind of that, when you translate it, that broken English. Yeah. But that's when he introduces himself. Okay. When Rachel introduces him to Phoebe, remember Phoebe and him have that little moment? Yes. So so this is the one I was really curious about what he says to her. Yes. So he says, Phoebe, you're gorgeous too. If you're all this beautiful, I'll move right here. Ooh, that's foreshadowing. Yes. Yes. And then when he's serenading Rachel and he's like, the guys are like making fun of him. He says, look at the moon. Look at the stars. Look at everything that's beautiful. Yes. Okay. So some cute little Paolo, Paolo, Paolo poems. Lines, lines. I thought, I, I think it's cute, but yeah. Well, let's get into our bloopers and blunders. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. 
to the bloopers and blunders, my favorite moo points. <laughs> Storylines that did make sense, continuity continuity issues, anything kind of funky. Yes, and there's there's actually quite a bit funky in this episode. Even though it's a good episode, it's kind of... It's funky. Funky. The funky ones may be the best ones, right? Yeah. So a few small things. So one of the things, I, I think everybody probably notices this, but the cat on the balcony when it's fighting with Ross, it, it's, <laughs> it's, a, a, stuffed it's a stuffed cat. Like, obviously, they're not going to do that to a real cat. Thank so, you. I, I don't know if that's like a continuity error. Like, it, it's just like an obvious thing. But how else would they do it, you know? Yeah. It's funny. I'll I'll give him a pass. Yeah, I, I agree. When... He gets stung by the cat or stung by the cat. It's not a bee. <laughs> when he gets scratched by the cat and they're putting stuff on him, there's a point where they say, well, let's put little Tootie in the hall, Ross does. Yeah. And so it pans back to Rachel and Phoebe. And Rachel's like, it'll get trampled. As you go back to Ross, you can see that Joey's holding the candle. Uh-huh. And the candle goes from like six inches to like two inches immediately. Uh, okay. So it's like bing, bing, boom. And it's obviously that's not accurate so that's one of the continuity issues that i caught nice um speaking of the candles so the last bugged me yeah the last candle giving up that much light and all the candles probably wouldn't have burned out that quickly like yeah there's no way that we would have been able to see all the friends with super hand wavy one candle that one candle's giving out all that light yeah no that's not happening no um this one was funny you you got this one t yeah Ross states that after he and Carol were busted having sex in Disneyland in 1989, they were asked never to return to the Magic Kingdom again. However, Magic Kingdom is at Walt Disney World Resorts in Florida, not Disneyland Resort in California. Yes. So that was... Just some little differences. Little subtle differences. Also kind of funny thinking about having sex and it's a small world after all. Oh my God. I cannot imagine. Honestly, I'm pretty sure you'd be convicted as a sex offender at that point possibly or like public in, indecency i don't think yeah. it'd be sex offense but it, it, it probably public indecency something like that I mean, it you, it's not good it's not good it's not good <laughs> let's just say that don't do that no no and then the hanukkah menorah that joey <laughs> brings over um only has seven candles and yes. that's not a hanukkah menorah so an actual hanukkah menorah actually has nine candles four on each side and then one in the middle yeah so. why like even the sh- the showrunners are Jewish. Why did they do that? I don't know. That's a good point. Maybe they didn't have. I know they should have had access to props. Like it's just funny. Maybe again sloppy. They getting a little sloppy. Maybe sloppy. they didn't notice it. So hard bloopers on this one. Yeah, this, is um, one. this is a good one. So it's when Phoebe is sitting there and is by herself, and then I think it's Monica and Rachel that are on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And she kind of is singing to herself while she forgets the song lyrics. Yeah. And then just stands up and like strums really fast and is like, thank you. And bows. <laughs> la, 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 Oh, which is really, really funny. Which I love. I love Phoebe and her guitar. I know that they only taught Lisa Crujo like a handful of chords. Yeah. And that's how she made all of her songs. It's so, what's funny too is like she had a hand in, in the musical part of this. It wasn't just like they told her to sing something or it, like she really took it on as Phoebe and had yeah. that creative piece of it. So I, I like that about it too. There wasn't anything for me that I caught that didn't age well. What about you? No, I thought it was good. I, again, I loved this episode. Yeah. I thought it was great. This is a solid episode. I really, really do like yeah. it a lot. I did have to Google, though. Oh, okay. What'd you Google? So when we're 
at the very beginning and Monica's on the phone and the blackout happened, I'm like, would phones actually work? I mean, this is just speaks to where we're at now. Right. With no landlines. Who still has a landline, for God's sakes? Right. My I, parents even got rid of their last landline. Yeah, same. So, I, I mean, I remember landlines. Yeah. I don't, who has a landline? I don't, I can't think of a, I, I'm sure there are people that have a landline for a reason, but I don't think there's anybody that has a landline because they have a landline. Like 80 year olds? Maybe. <laughs> but Possible. essentially, yes, phones would work in a blackout mm-hmm. if it was a cord phone, like a quarter, a corded phone. Mm-hmm. Um, the the cordless phones would not work or like mo- most likely cell phones because cell towers would probably be down. Mm-hmm. So Jill Goodacre using her phone might not be so logical. logical. Yeah. But landlines, um, they're totally fine. Yep. Would have worked. But the phone that they're using, that one is a not corded phone, right? I think that one. The red one? Yeah. No, it is corded. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I thought for some reason they had a cordless one they do have a white cordless phone ah, i think I, maybe they did their research the it's like from the kitchen it's the red phone and it does have a cord on yes, it yes yes okay i remember that now so oh very interesting thank you for that didn't they, at least they didn't get sloppy there no thank goodness <laughs> now speaking of sloppy just kidding getting into fashion watch i mean i have a very sloppy choice in here so dude okay we have a theme especially from our last episode we talked about how it was the episode of turtlenecks and the turtlenecks are back the turtlenecks they're They're, back they're not going away okay we always joke me and me and like my family and and like my husband so remember in harry potter when like lord voldemort comes back yes there's like he's back (laughs) now we just do that with anything like he's back (laughs) turtlenecks so so, like the turtlenecks they're back (laughs) he's back like Lord Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. The, the turtlenecks. It's just the sentiment like, oh God, here they are again. Again. And not in a good way. Like, it's not like. Well, you don't like turtlenecks. I have no problem with turtlenecks. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe I need to give the turtlenecks a chance. Okay. I can't get down with the mock turtlenecks. I like it. Why? I just think it's cute. You know, you don't have a full turtleneck, so you're not a total floating head. I just think it's nice. I like Ross's chunky, chunky sweater mock turtleneck i i it's funny i actually wrote this one down and i actually do like it too see but i like it for myself <laughs> oh i mean yeah like it's more like oh that actually looks really cozy not like oh ross looks really good and <laughs> i love like i will i love sometimes wearing men's fashion like i think mm-hmm. it's so cool and that's also coming back like not coming back but just boyfriend jeans and oversized blazers and like the baggy look like Kind of the '90s revival. Oh yeah, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, wearing your boyfriend's really like shirt and oh yeah, you know, I'm digging that for sure. Did I say boyfriend jeans? You did say boyfriend jeans. Well, no, that's a thing too. It is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think boyfriend jeans have been around for a little bit though. Boyfriend jeans and mom jeans—they're all coming back. They're all uh, there. It's all coming back. Let's just everything is cyclical, okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The speaking of sloppy, and they're all it's one one day or one night, so they don't really have any outfit changes. So there's right. not too much. But Phoebe's purple, red, and green vest. Oh my god! I absolutely not stand by this. I hate vests. <laughs> it that is, one horrendous. There's a couple of Monica vests throughout the seasons that I get on board with because she looks yeah. really good in them. But otherwise. God, Phoebe's vests are just awful. Again, like, 
why why does she have to look like she's wearing drapes that that's exactly it and i'm like okay are we trying to make this so stereotypical making her so woo woo that she's wearing ugly clothes i think they get away from that they do they Mm -hmm. do but they don't do her any favors in these beginning episodes so all she has is her hair and her hair is fabulous oh my god her hair in this episode again just (laughs) incredible i'm like were there extensions in those because her hair is super long i i think that's all her beautiful gorgeous hair oh lisa kudrow your hair girl yeah yes so Paolo, gotta mm. talk about this guy. His white long sleeve with like the three the three buttons the on the left buttons. shoulder, mm. black pants and his shoes. You can tell this man has style. Oh my god, yes. And it's tucked in and it's just like his little belt. It's like an Adonis yeah. body shape. Mm. Like he yes. was transported directly from Italy. Like bring us your style. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Paolo is bringing it. Yeah. And lastly, I didn't realize this till the very end, but Jill's leather backpack, Jill Goodacre's leather backpack. Oh, yeah. So cute. I didn't even think about that. I mean, I remember it, but yeah. I'm going to have to go back and look at it. Now I would too. like to find that. I feel like that would be super in right now. Agreed. Super, super in. It'd be like $400. Oh, 100%. Because why not? <laughs> why not charge everybody an arm and a leg for a backpack? So, not too much fashion, but. Some good ones, some bad ones. Nothing too tragic. No. So not best friend and friend of me. Who gets your mug? Who is your best friend of this bottle episode? So I don't know if I did this maybe because I felt bad, but my best friend was actually Ross. Pardonnez-moi. I know. I know. Maybe I needed to mull that over a little bit more. But I, I Did you take like, NyQuil again? <laughs> No, no NyQuil. I'm on the up and up after the stupid cold. But I don't know. I think I was thinking, okay, he tried. He's pushing forward. And then you feel bad because then he misses his shot because of the Italian stallion. Yeah. But I was I was really torn. I had a really hard time picking my best friend on this one. Who else would you have? Well, okay, I'll tell you. I picked Joey. Oh, really? Yeah. I which I didn't see that coming. Okay. I, I, I love Joey as a character. I just wouldn't necessarily see him as like my best friend all the time. Yeah. But this episode, so I just feel like he's a good friend. Like he gets Chandler's mumbling right away. He tells Ross like it is. And I feel like a good friend is going to be like, tell you like, dude, you're mayor of friend zone. Like you got to get out and, and make a move, get it together. And then he tells him to even stand up to Paolo. So I feel like he's got Chandler's back and then he's got Ross's back. I do like that. Yeah. So my backup actually was Rachel. Oh, because of the fact that we're kind of that same theme of she's finding herself, she's figuring everything out. And here we are where she's like, I've never had that like just animalistic, passionate relationship. And she freaking goes for it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, girl, get it. Like, don't wait around for the turtleneck weenie over there in the corner. Like The turtleneck weenie. (laughs) Sorry. I had to make fun of the turtleneck again. But, you know, she goes for it because... In my head, the way that I see it when they kind of the lights turn back on, it looks like she's the one initiating it. Yeah. And And I mean, she's like flirting with him. She's petting him all night. Like, I totally agree. Like, honorable mention to Rachel because Mm -hmm. she's been in the safe zone. She's been in a passionless relationship with Barry for far too long. Yep. And so it's like, yeah, go and get it. You do you. Like, Ross has taken too long, so move it along. (laughs) That rhymed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
We'll start making our own songs here now, just like Phoebe. Yeah. Speaking of who's taking our wind. So I'll go first. Just who Ross is taking my wind. I can't take it. <laughs> I, I knew it. I can't take it. He, Natalie, he used the word crap weasel. <laughs> I forgot about crap like, weasel. You are a huge crap weasel. Like, are you 10 years old? Yes, Ross is. Ross is 100% 10 years old. He can't make a move on a woman. He's just like, oh, my God. Oh. He, he's just, I think he gives me anxiety and anger of just, like, I'm an executor. I get more shit done before 9 a.m. than most people. Ross, move it along. Yeah, he is definitely a procrastinator, so I can see that. Yeah. I pulled a Tiana, and <gasps> I have bendy rules. Oh, who's who's the who's the... Wind taker, who's taking your wind? The Italian stallion. No, Paolo! I know. How low? I can appreciate his physique and his fashion, but I can also hate him for taking Rachel and being there. Why? Don't do that. But he doesn't know any better. He sees a beautiful lady. He sees three beautiful ladies. Yeah, he could have gone for Monica. She's also single. Yeah, I mean Rachel was the aggressor, though. She was the aggressor. So. I, I will I will give it an a nice frenemy. Nice frenemy. Yeah. It's not his fault, but he is the your frenemy. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing he can do. It's yeah. not you, it's me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this was a good episode. This is this is a this is a good one where it's just it's so solid. Yeah. Yeah. Solid solid writing, solid jokes, friends together, their chemistry is so good. They're cadence their like rhythm i just love it and Mm -hmm. finally we get to see phoebe with her music and i'm honestly not a fan of phoebe's music but you get to see the more development who is a fan of phoebe's music besides phoebe actually that's a really good point right yeah Yeah. if you're a fan of phoebe's music email us don't take my wind at gmail.com please do all right well i love this i i love when we have like a best friend and a frenemy who are the same yes we'll debate Well, that is it. Season one, episode seven, the one with the blackout. Thanks for listening, you guys. This is the Pivot Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe where you get your podcasts. If there's some fun reviews, maybe we can read them on on air. That might be fun. Ooh, I'm down for that. Follow along on Instagram at the Pivot Pod. We'll post some fun shit there. And you can also email us at donttakemywind at gmail.com with all of your questions, comments, and thoughts. No concerns, please. Bye. Bye.